0: Welcome, welcome to the Money Mentors Podcast.
1: This podcast is for you. So if you have a retirement question you'd like us to address, reach out to us online anytime at matsonfinancial.com Well, inheriting money sounds like a good thing, Taylor and Laurel, but I know it can also be really complicated too. And One of our listeners had a question about that recently.
0: My wife is going to be inheriting her father's 401k who passed earlier this year. Uh, we don't know exactly how much is in it. More than likely, it's a little over a um, million dollars. We are really have, have no idea where to start, um, how, how rolling that over or, or taking ownership uh, will affect us, what taxes we should expect. Uh, we're, we're starting from ground zero.
1: Certainly complicated, especially when you're going through an emotional time, too, losing a family member. So where do you even start in a situation like this?
0: I think it's important to understand that, you know, the person that's inheriting it, obviously, we need to know what type of asset it is Mm -hmm. to begin with, Mm -hmm. which we got, right? It's it's a 401k, roughly a million dollars. But now I need to know a lot about you as the beneficiary receiving those funds, because so many of the strategies that we're going to use are very client specific. We need to know specific information so we can give those good recommendations, because a lot of your withdrawal options, especially being a non-spouse, are totally going to be based on Tax scenarios, right? Mm-hmm. And when is the best time to take these funds out? When the Secure Act passed, they got rid of the life expectancy payment. So if you're a non-spouse, let's we're talking say a kid. Secure
2: Act, the first version, the original, right? 20, right? 20. Yep. Yeah, the
0: yes. OG Secure Act. Yes. <laughs> so if your beneficiary is your child, in, in this example, obviously we're over the age of eighteen and all that stuff, but you can no longer take that out over your lifetime, mm-hmm. which is a huge tax hit because mm-hmm. now you have to take it out over. 10 years, Mm -hmm. right? So if we're going to live 30, 40 more years when we inherit this asset, we can split that million dollars up over that time frame. Not that say that we would exactly, because again, it's all case by case dependent, but you now only have a 10 year window. And even if that asset didn't grow and you're trying to spread that out over 10 years, that's $100,000 of taxable income each year to you, assuming this is all qualified 401k, not not Roth 401k money. So, having that plan in place and getting that plan established is very, very important to know what's your tax ramifications going to be, mm-hmm. what's the best way to you know inherit these dollars. Now, it, whether they're in a, a brokerage account, a 401k, or some other type of investment, they might have restrictions at the fund or product portfolio level that you also have to abide by as well. That company may have some restrictions as far as how you can pull those funds out. So,
2: And there's also the, the matter of the fact is that child, like in this case, would have to take an annual required minimum distribution based on the life expectancy of her dad. But uh, then also we're talking about this million dollars that needs to be taken out over 10 years. You don't have to take any The first year, for example, you could take it all the second through ninth year. It doesn't matter. It just needs to be taken by the end of the 10 years. So that gives you some flexibility there. But once Mm -hmm. again, we're confined to 10 years. So we really need to get smart with tax strategies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not something that you want to sit around and not have a plan for, for sure. If that happens, you want to get on it because your time window now is much, much shorter than it was. That's why we're also very focused on the enhanced planning piece here is looking at how are we going to set up this legacy to make sure that it's, you know, the best situation for you as the client, but also for your beneficiaries, your family, your loved ones. And and one thing that we look at too is, you know, that leveraging that Roth money, that Roth money is inherited tax-free. Now, they still have to take it out over that time period, that same 10-year window, but at least it's a non-taxable event to them. Barring a couple different situations, which I won't go too far in the weeds on, but generally it is a tax-free inheritance, and then they're able to take that money out and reinvest it into other accounts, perhaps another Roth in their name, so it goes from tax-free to tax-free until their their retirement. So there's a lot of little nuance pieces here about how we should set these accounts up for us while we're living, but also that would help better off our you know our beneficiaries when we're no longer around.
1: And just, you know, little things that turn into big things, like that 10-year rule that was passed a few years ago by Congress. I mean, those are the things that can really leave a tax bomb for a family member if you're not careful. Because, I mean, typically, Taylor and Laurel, we're inheriting these accounts during our highest working years. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. personally in the last year who've inherited things from their parents. They're typically in their late 40s, 50s, some of the highest earning years you'll ever have. So to add something like this, I mean it sounds great, a million dollars or more, but that could send you into the highest tax bracket for a number of years.
0: We don't want to lose a third of it either. Like right. it, it sounds yeah. great and it is it is a huge blessing for sure, but if we go about it the wrong way you could truly lose a third of it just to taxes wow. i
2: mean you're talking if you go into certain thresholds you could be at the for example 22% 24% or you might be getting into the 30 percent and that's just federal and then you've got to look at state michigan is 4.25 yep, so let's on say it was 22 living. and 4.25 state of michigan you're at 26 and a quarter of every dollar that you take out of that account would then be taxed at that so now you're losing it yeah so we want to restructure all of this and say, how can we maximize the benefit to you and make sure that you're paying the least amount in taxes because that's what your dad would have wanted.
1: Right. And uh, I can tell this is why both of you are so passionate about it. Why Gary talks about this enhanced planning, too, because I think whether you're on the receiving end or the giving end, a, a lot of work has gone into amassing a nest egg like this. The last thing you want to do, too, is leave somebody with a huge tax bill on the back end we know money makes people
2: funny right we also know over the years I think it's getting better but money isn't talked about very much Mm -hmm. amongst grandparents or parents to their children and what you don't want to have happen is somebody be blindsided by a million dollars which is an amazing gift but at the same time if we could talk about it ahead of time and know that there might be some plan that your grandkids your kids would come into this money then we can make sure we're structuring their plan to take advantage of that so it gets to be pretty seamless you know there might be some kinks through the years but at least we can see this legacy plan out over the years and you're talking about these ideas so you know that your loved ones are also going to carry on that legacy and hopefully not spend it at Corvette University Right.
0: right. <laughs> another important thing is is that you don't have to have the specific dollar amount conversations with your kids necessarily right, right? Okay. just the the general overview of how different money is treated and how you've set yourself up and how they can, you know, if they're in their 20s or 30s start setting themselves up talking about the importance of investing about the 401k. Well, what's the difference between the 401k and me just putting the money in the bank, dad? You know, what's that all about? And then just having those more general conversations so they're in tune, you know, they're they're getting that knowledge from you. I definitely understand where some clients can get a little hesitant about sharing the intricate details and dollar figures because then they just think, well, maybe, maybe I'll just get uh, taken out by one of the kids here. I've got this big <laughs> nest egg sitting there, right? So in, in, all, in all seriousness, just having that conversation ahead of time so your, your kids can have some of that financial knowledge is super important. Want weekly lessons from your money mentors? Yes. Hit the subscribe button now and listen every weekend on Wood Radio.